Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. Good memory, she will remember everything. Me have good brain. Good brain, many wrinkles. Big, big brain, many wrinkle brain. Welcome to Decom Mission, where my brain has melted outside of my ears and is crawling down my neck, and I will have no more brain because this movie has melted my brain because it is just it is just so disappointing. Your brain is ready to run. Oh, it is it is ready to have already run. It has taken off and it's not coming back. I can confidently say I was not expecting there to be talking horses in this movie, even though I think the big blurb mentions it. The main blurb doesn't. It's... The big blurb does not. Oh, maybe that. Maybe none of them. I think it was just a big old it surprise big for old, everybody. It was a big like, disappointing Excuse surprise. Me? So my main issue with this movie is twofold. One, the talking horses. Totally unnecessary, annoying, not funny, not even like a good kids gimmick. Like they were just bad. And my yeah. other problem was Corey was one of the worst actors we have seen in these movies. She was so yeah. bad. Like we were comparing her to the actress who played True and we we all know how we but felt True about that actress. True is a bad character. Corey is yes, a bad character. Too. Like, Corey's boring. That's true. But she's not a bad character. Like, True is a bad character. And this girl really. This girl. She really would go, but I want to ride horses. My dad. The delivery was was not there. And I want to ride horses. That's genuinely how she'd act. I mm-hmm. do not understand how she got this role. I think it's mostly that she's pretty videogenic, like she looks good on camera, but she cannot act to save her life. Unsurprisingly, yeah. she did not act much more after this. This sounds really mean. I was just going to ask you. I couldn't remember if we looked it did, up or yeah. not. This sounds really mean, okay. and I understand that she is a child. However, I still don't understand and I hope she had a. I hope she had there a good time. Of... I hope she enjoyed it. I hope it was a positive process for everybody. But it was not a pro- positive process to watch. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry if if my uh, upstairs neighbor's terribly loud music is picked up on my microphone. Uh, she likes to blast the same beats every Thursday, usually in the afternoon, but not in the evening. And um, they always sound exactly the same, and it makes my brain want to melt out of my ears. So the fact that my brain just melted like out of movie. my ears from this what? movie shows the, just how easily frustrated I am by the sounds of things that bother me. Because a lot of the reason I didn't like the woman who played Corey is because of the way that her like her intonation sounded when she acted. I mean, gosh, she did that like early 2000s anime way of talking, which nobody talks like in real life. And I know... Maybe she really thought she was on to something. She's like, this is going to be the next big thing. This is how people are going to start talking in The movies. thing is that this is directed by one of the, like, big DCOM directors. I can't remember what his name is now. The only name I'll that jumps to my brain is Paul Hohen, and I know it's not that. It's not Paul It's not Paul, Paul Hohen. Hohen. <laughs> it's not Paul! Uh, I just heard. 
It's not Paul. It's not Paul. Back to dream phone. Always back to dream phone. Also, the picture on IMDb is so funny. It's just her standing in, like, her jockey uniform, which she doesn't wear until the last, like, five minutes of the movie. Um, standing looking, like, with, like, the worst, most uncomfortable smile on her face. And then the horse <laughs> is just behind her. It's very funny. Um, oh, Dwayne Dunham. Oh, right. Is right, the right. one who directed this. Dwayne Dunham was an editor on Return of the Jedi. I've learned just from now. Uh, he did Now You See It and Tiger Cruise. Not off to a great start. Oh, right on track. That's good. Uh, double teamed, ready to run. Uh, the 13th year, Halloween Town. So, um, really. Oh, he also did Homer Bound the Incredible what? Journey. What? Right. Like, just. So he's got practice with yeah. talking animals. But the thing is, nobody talks to those animals. They just talk yeah. to each other because yeah. they're animals yes. and they can understand when we each were other. Talking about talking animal movies when we were watching this one i'm like okay but there's some i like like homeward bound because they they do it better it's just the animals talking to each other and they're not making their mouths move in weird ways like in this movie do they make their mouths move maybe i'm thinking of the wrong thing there was something weird with their the horse's mouths at some point i think maybe they didn't move when they talked like this though i don't think their mouths moved when they moved when they talked um at the very least, that would have. That, I I don't think I would have been able to make it through the movie yeah, if they did that, because that is truly awful. Oh man, yeah. The first time that that happened in the movie where they we heard horses talking, I think they were in the barn and there was a group of them and they all started like laughing or saying something, and then the subtitles were like horses, like laughing and i'm like horses laughing and then you hear it and you're like what the heck yeah yeah it um it wasn't good not an enjoyable experience but you know what was you know what wasn't an enjoyable experience moody (laughs) and when we first saw him and he's swinging that rope and they just they focused on him doing that lasso bit for so long, and then they, they would cut oh, so to like, the grown-ups talking, and then they just cut back to him, and he's still doing it. <laughs> My favorite. So, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but Moody, who is this sort of rodeo, like, clown or whatever, he's not even a rodeo clown. Yeah, I don't know what his official title was. Um, he's so confusing. But he's played by Jason Doring. And there's two main things that people probably know Jason Doring from. They know him from Veronica Mars, where he played Logan. Uh, and if you know the, the story of Logan, you know the story of Logan. Um, now, what I know Jason Doring from is something that he's absolutely god-awful <laughs> in, like everybody else who's in that game. However, he is the best character in the entire series, and I don't care what anyone says. I love him so much, but it's not because of Jason Doring. It's because of the writing of the character. But he plays Tara in the Kingdom Hearts (laughs) series, and he is truly awful, as is everyone else who voices a character in any of those games, except for a handful of people. Haley Joel Osment is okay. Uh, What's his name? Uh... I can't remember his name. What is this? Jesse oh, Jesse McCartney I forget that is he's also in it too. fine. I mean, I've never I've never played them. And then there's them, like a couple of like you've talked about them enough oh, that I, I know. I feel like I should play them. I feel like I'd like it. No, don't. They're not. Uh, you. Uh, they 
they're, they're, the Kingdom Hearts series is really interesting. They're not really fun games to play. They're kind of frustrating. And, like, the, the Disney integration into them is so weird and is sometimes really off-putting. So his character surfaces in what seems like a spin-off, but is very much a mainline game. That was the game for the PSP called Birth by Sleep. Oh. And it stars three characters who you've never met before, except for one of them who looks exactly like the character one of the main characters from Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, but it's not okay. that character. Uh and you get to play as all three of the main characters in that game. You get to choose the order in which you play them. And um, my Tara, my favorite character, is just a big sad himbo. And he's doing his best. And his best is really bad. Um, but the first game that I played in the Kingdom Hearts series was Kingdom Hearts 358 over 2 or whatever that number is, Days. Which was the DS game. Um, the first DS game, I should say, in the Kingdom Hearts series. Because there were like two other ones and they were both terrible. And that game, story-wise, is pretty good if you've played a Kingdom Hearts game already. But since I had not, because I did not own a PlayStation of any kind, I was so confused. Because in that game, you go to the Disney worlds that you go to in Kingdom Hearts 1, and maybe even 2. However, none of the characters are there. I went to the Alice in Wonderland world in that game, and none of the characters were there, and I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, I am outside of the circle of people who know what the heck is going on, so I don't care. And if I am confused and I don't get the answers, I go, well, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to do what I can. And never it's like, come back. If I, don't know the, if, I, if I can't find the answers for something, I am very much the person that goes, well, I guess I'll never know. Because And I looked. <laughs> and I'm the type of person who goes, well, I guess I'll look this it up on YouTube. This was before that. This was in like 2003. Yeah. So... I was just gonna say you that's the thing that is that it, I did what I could like I I googled what I could but people were just talking about Kingdom Hearts like there wasn't there was nobody being like yo what the heck is this game because Kingdom Hearts is also a very gatekeepy type of game where if you don't know mm. it's not even gatekeepy because of the community it's literally just gatekeepy because the story is so unbelievably convoluted that in order to get through the gate you have to do an immense amount of either playing these games and oh not even not, if you want to know the full thing you would have to you have to do research into the uh mmo that no longer exists so you can't even play it so oh, it's geez. just a mess okay I, yeah i'm starting to think maybe i wouldn't like these games <laughs> i mean you're more than welcome to play them i i my my friend steph she loves these games and i have a love for these games like i do i i i you know in my heart there's a little pocket specifically for kingdom hearts where it's changed to the wall and it gets you know it's in its time out but i do i like i said i love tara i deeply love tara i think he's a really 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 well-written character um i just think that the main character of sora is not and i don't like him and i want to throw him yeah. in the trash um, because I think he's Trash. annoying, and he doesn't have any depth. And his entire his entire character is literally made up of the amalgamation of, of other characters. That's literally a point in the game. Um, and um, and he's the one that gets to be in Smash. Congratulations, Haley Joel Osment. Oh. You did it. You did it. You, you did won. It. You're in Smash. Well, best cup of coffee. Um, anyway, so Jason Doring is in that is in that game, and he's in Kingdom Hearts three because of that but um 
he is a terrible voice actor. He is very good in this movie. He's very yeah. funny. Good time. The most best entertaining character. part of this movie of the, by far. We would crack up for so long. One of the best characters in any decom. And yeah. his character was so close to bringing this movie to an F ranking. Like, it was yes. so close. But we were hoping. Uh, like, we would look at each other and start laughing. Like, is this the turning on. point where it just is an F from now on? And then it would just go back to not being good. No. The thing about Johnny Cup, because I was thinking about Johnny Coppola back on board, because with Minutemen, it was immediate. It was like, this is hysterical. This is so funny. Yeah. With Johnny Coppola back on board, there was a little bit of like, is this an F? And it's like, no. If I think back on it, I'm like, that movie's a train wreck, but it was so funny. Yeah. This yeah. one, I'm like, oh, Moody was really funny, but the rest of the movie was so just not fun the thing is the talking horse character right Corey was annoying the horse was obnoxious it also was like Corey was supposed to talk to this horse the horse never stopped talking and also just said so many things and the guy who voiced the horse also was not a good actor in regards to this horse and okay let's 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 do the blurbs so we can oh god forgot we haven't even done the blurbs all right so this is tvg 2000 hour 28 sports coming of age family and animals in nature why does this movie get family uh because there's a dead dad there are other (laughs) dead parents there are i don't know I don't, I don't know how they decide these tags that aren't her, really tags because you can't click on them. Because her being able to talk to the horse is a genetic thing from her dead dad. Oh, I don't know. So, the big part for this is, although her father died in a racing-related accident, Corey Ortiz dreams of becoming a jockey in the predominantly male sport of thoroughbred horse racing. I'm sorry, who approved of Although her father died in a racing-related <laughs> accident, what does that have to do with... I, yeah. Like, like, oh my god, just say, Corey Ortiz dreams of becoming a jockey in the predominantly male sport of thoroughbred racing. She learns, she also learns that she's got a gift passed down by her father. She can talk to horses. Like, that. that's more important than her dad being dead, is the fact yes, that she can yes. talk to horses. Well, they tied it into the small blurb, too. It, uh, that one is, Corey dreams of becoming a jockey despite her father's race-related death. Jesus Christ! <laughs> why? I don't know why. I, it's a, I like, really want to speak to the person who writes the blurbs for Disney+. Plus. It's a pivotal part of her character and the plot of the story. Like, don't get me wrong. Her dad dying in a race-related accident is important. However, it is less important then people need needing to know that she can talk to horses. Yeah. Yeah. We need to know that going into this movie. Yeah. It's uh unpleasant. But okay. So this movie centers around Corey Ortiz, who is this like 14 or whatever year old girl who dreams of being a jockey, just like her dead dad. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> you meet her... Like her employer, basically, because she's like working at the stables or whatever for this racetrack, and I think his name is Hector. And um, he used to work with her dad or something. I don't know. They talk about it later. And you also are introduced to this like evil horse racing owner man who's really mean and terrible. And one of the horses gets hurt, and he wants to kill it because for the insurance money. And you see Corey like sneak out of the house and let this horse go free. And it's genuinely. I just clicked my phone chat, but 
it is genuinely a very funny scene when she lets this horse go because the horse like trots out to this like the edge of the screen looks back at Corey, like does like a, a whinny and then like runs away and i was like come on f yeah it's one of those moments in a movie where you know that there's gonna be like go i don't want you anymore you that i don't love you, love you. <laughs> go on get yeah um yeah and then then she somehow buys this horse what is this horse's name is it like thunder gut uh, thunder jam thunder jam that's right is that I right? Knew it was something TJ really weird so this horse's <laughs> name is thunder jam and they call him tj sure yeah, um, i think i think he calls himself tj oh and then, and then she starts calling talk him to the horse right. she, yeah you're right yeah he calls himself tj and she's like he likes to be called tj and they're all like what so she learns How that she can know? talk to horses and so she buys this horse from the evil owner because he's gonna turn him into glue because he won't win a race uh the like one no i think there's I think there's more than one IMDb trivia thing, but the number one is, like, uh, kids and minors can't buy horses. They have to have parental yeah. approval. So, um... So that wouldn't really happen. So that was a little bit unbelievable. But even then, I was like, she can't actually buy this horse for a bag of peanuts. Like, that's not... Yeah, exactly. So how does this work? But anyway, she buys, she buys TJ... And her mom's like, no, you can't race. You know how much, do you know how dangerous this is? Do you know how expensive this is? Blah, 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 blah. And Hector's like, I'll help. Well, first he's like, no, no, no. And then he's like, yes, yes, yes. Um, And then they, somehow Moody arrives. And I'm not sure why he's there. <laughs> but we love that he's but there. But we love that he's there because he is genuinely incredible. Um, And... Moody is going to be the jockey for TJ because Corey can't be because she's a Goyle and Goyles don't ride horses. Not when nope. they're in a race. Who knows what could happen? They could get hysterical. <laughs> so stupid. They'll bleed all over the horses. Oh my God. They know so how bad. to control it. Um. Anyway, so uh, Corey has to work with Moody to work with TJ and Moody loves music and is always carrying around his Walkman and before the first race or something Corey puts Moody's headset onto <laughs> TJ's head and TJ ears. TJ really likes the, the music but it's not on TJ's ears it's on, like, his jaw, because that's how headphones work. And if you've ever seen an episode of the show Arthur, you can see that Arthur <laughs> wears headphones the same way. Now, yep, if you yep. know Arthur, Arthur's ears are on the top of his head. How does he hear the music? Nobody knows. He just feels it the just, vibrations in I his I was say, it just vibrates into his skull. Yeah, that's, how he, that's what that's TJ... How he hears it. Here's the thing. I can see TJ liking that. I can see a horse liking skull vibrations. Yeah. But... That's a good name for a band. Talking skull about vibrations. my skull vibrations. <laughs> vibrations. Uh, uh... I guess I should do that to not talk about my generation, but the good vibrations. I'm talking about skull vibrations. Shaking up my brain and... Rations. I don't know. Um, I don't know anything that's two syllables that rhymes with vibrations. Uh, stations. There you go. 
tuning into those radio stations. You did it. You're better than me. Uh, <laughs> couldn't even get there. <laughs> yeah. I came in like 20 seconds later no, you did with it. something for you. you. It <laughs> I did it. Um. Anyway, so that becomes TJ's new thing is that he's the horse that listens to music and he starts winning because of course he does. And uh, then Moody. Oh, then the 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 terrible uh owner. They're all at this um like cookout or something, and like the oh, the owner of the actual like whole race or whatever is like, I want to send Thunder Jam to this huge race over in county or whatever. And the owner of the other horses is mad, and so he sets the stables on fire, which I think is kind of funny because he definitely also keeps his horses there. So is he also setting his horses on fire? And I know that he would because don't... insurance money, but I still don't know if he meant to because he was smoking and like that fell on the ground. So I don't know if he really meant to. I think he meant to like mess with the music part of it, but not set the barn on fire. I think he was. I don't know if he purposefully set the barn on fire, but I also don't think that he didn't purposely not set the barn on fire because maybe he saw it drop and he's like, whatever will be, well, will he, like, be. Flicked, he flicked it into the stable like he flicked it into like the into tj's little pen or whatever yeah i flicked it at the horse he kind of did so that's why i'm like i don't think he was remorseful in any way um i think he did get arrested i don't remember uh but they take him to to, so they no sorry so there's a fire in the barn and moody oh sorry Corey senses that tj is in danger through her horse sense so why this movie isn't called horse sense i don't know um but and that deserved me blowing out my mic so if i blew out my mic that's worth it because the fact that they wasted horse sense on a why isn't this movie called ready to run what where's the running in this movie there's no running in this movie there's none there's some galloping there's no running i I thought this was like a track and field movie isn't it a canter or a gallop it's not a run well, it's also called a workout. When whenever they're yes. like, you gotta take TJ for his workout. Ready to work out. Yeah, That's ready to work out. Anyway, so Moody burns his hands in the fire trying to save the horses, which is so valiant of our lovely Moody. But then he can't race because he can't use his hands in the reins. And so they're like, okay, well Corey will race because now it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, now that a man's man's hands don't work, now we can throw in the woman. Yeah, and I don't really remember how she's able to do it, but ah, uh, her mom finally. Yeah, I think it was just somehow. her mom and Hector being like, yeah. "No, your dad died racing," and you learn that Hector and the was grandma like, was like, "Let her do it." Yeah. Something you learn that you learn that Hector was there when her dad died, and he feels like guilt for it, and it's like there's also this weird like will they won't they with Hector and her mom and it's really uncomfortable and I'm like this who is this movie for like there's definitely in kids movies you definitely want to have stuff that's for the parents that's not it like yeah. there was a lot of time dedicated to these this them as like an almost couple yeah like them at the diner I don't know it was too much too much too long too much. um anyway so they get to the race and at this race, the ref or whoever is like, sorry, Hector, you can't race TJ with his signature headphones because they, you can't have any electronic devices on the horses. And he's like, that's a stupid rule. That's only so that people don't use, you know, electronic whips and whatever. And he's like, sorry, dude, ski, that's the rule. And so 
then they have to try and raise TJ without the headphones, but of course he's like, oh no, I'm so scared. And so Moody has to go up to the, the announcer station and play a song, and that gets TJ running. But the announcer's just like, yeah, sure, kid, you can do that, yeah. whatever, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, this is fine. This doesn't mess with all the horses at all. Yeah. So, and also, that means that it wasn't the skill vibrations. It was the music all along. I thought it would have been really cute if it was, like, Corey sings to him or something while they're running. I don't know. I thought they were right. really cute. Um, but Corey didn't get to have any fun, so it's fine. Uh, so they win. Spoiler. It's not really a spoiler. Of course they win. Um, and yeah. then you get to see that they're, like, building a house because Corey always wanted, like, their dad always wanted to ha- get them to have a house. I don't know what they were living in before. I thought it was a house. I thought it was a house, too. They were living, like, across from the stables. I guess it was an apartment. Or maybe it was, like, the house was in bad shape. I don't know what happened to their house after, though. Because it did look like they were building this house in the exact same spot as their old house. So where they're living now, I don't know, as this house is getting built. But anyway, that's the movie. And it was so close to being a good time. But it was just... It was just bad. Also, can we talk about their choice for music? Oh, when they're, when they're, I forgot. <laughs> when they put on the headphones, you expect it to be something that, like, really Rocked. gets you pumped like, up. Like a, oh, God, it was like sappy pop. It was like, and now we're walking in the grass and we're having a good time, ready to run. Instead of being like, and we're running, and we're having a good time running, because I'm a horse and I'm on the track and I gotta go fast. It was like, how would this pump up a horse? Yeah, like I get that this is the early 2000s, but like you can still do better than that. Come on. People were working out. People were running to stuff better than this. It was so bad. It was truly, truly the moment where I knew that it couldn't be an F movie, because I was like... (laughs) This isn't done in a funny way. This isn't where it's done like, you gotta listen to this rockin' album. And then it's like, ooh, here we are with horses. It was just like, (laughs) they genuinely were like, yeah, this is what Moody listens to. Without it being like, I don't know. It just wasn't done well. Like, I know I'm talking myself in circles. There was such potential. Such potential for F. It really did. And it was just so bad. It just... They really didn't know how to do people of color justice in the early iterations of DCOMs. They've come a long way, that studio. Uh, That doesn't mean that they're done. (laughs) No, they still have a ways to go. But, oh my gosh, it was just like, I will say, though, there was a fun thing. So, I wish that there was more of the grandma in this movie because she was cool. She was also always betting... What was she betting with? It was like toothpicks. Toothpicks. Yeah. yeah. She was always betting with toothpicks. Who she was betting with, I don't know. I don't understand. And it's very possible that this is a cultural thing. I just don't know. But I was very confused about it because it did seem to kind of like pay off for her at certain points. But anyway, when I made, when my, my main, wow, that was a, okay, I don't know what happened to my brain there. My main thing. Your about, brain melted. We already um, discovered yeah. this earlier. <laughs> my thing about. The grandma that makes me laugh is that when they get to the final race, her and Corey's brother are wearing these, like, TJ headphone horse ear things, but they just look like rabbit ears with headphones on. Yep. Because, like, horse ears are so hard to do. 
and have them look like yeah. horse ears, but they were so tall. I was like, horse ears, like, are, not that ears are not that tall. Anyway. <sighs> For grandma. So great. Grandmas are grandmas are great. Probably have grandma dad again. I would say that she's Oh yeah. She's well Hector's more like her dad, but Hector's not a real dad. Also he's an almost he's an almost dad. He's not almost, an almost almost dad, almost dad at all. They're I not like even dating. Se- I feel like if they had a sequel they would have pushed it into But they didn't. We can't do anything based on potential, Sarah. <sighs> I guess. But you know that there was something there. Yeah, because they pushed it, but it didn't actually happen. And they're not then she's not we can say he's a pseudo dad. But he's not a—he's not an almost almost dad because that's a different thing. Yeah, we'll come up with a new category. Ugh, I don't want—I don't want to talk about this movie. Like I don't. Test of time, bad. Moral, bad. <laughs> what do you want to? What do you even want to start with? I don't even know. Uh, I wrote stuff down for moral, so oh, let's good, just see if, if that's what it is, and then we can just move on. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, there's something that they kept trying to force down our throats, and that's, uh, you gotta have more than strength, you gotta have heart. You And then at the end, they said something basically the same, where it's, you've got all you need to be a great in your heart, you just gotta have it in your head. You've got all, you've, you've got all you need to be great in your heart. I think you added an extra letter like an extra word or something you've got all you need to be great in your heart you've just got to believe it in your head yeah that's what it is yeah okay (laughs) i think the thing is i don't think that's the moral i think the moral of this movie is girls can do anything boys can do yeah it's very similar to what's that motocross yeah and it's also if you talk to horses congratulations if you're gifted you're better if you're gifted you can Make a horse. You could win. If a horse listens to music, <laughs> it can win a race. Like, it's just, just like, it's all a mess. It's just a mess. Yeah. I wrote that down. Too. Like, you can be anything you want to be. You can race if you're a girl. I don't think it's you can be anything you want to be, though. Because, like, I think they're really, because like, there was so much gender and, like, because it's like, well, your dad was a man, but you're a little girl and you'll get hurt. And it's like, no, but I can do it. It's like, okay, neat. You're already small. Like, you already know this horse. You can read its freaking mind. Like, yeah, sure, do it. Yeah. I, I just get this movie. I guess the other, like, yeah, I guess the one that I was thinking of was more, like, for the horse. <laughs> like, he needs to know that, like, he can do uh, it. yeah. But for, for Corey herself, it would be, it would be that, yeah. I don't think Corey needed to believe in herself. She knew the whole time. No, I yeah, I'm just saying like the horse has the moral of like you yeah. know what you need to it needs to be in your heart and your head. Whereas Corey's is you can do anything a boy can do. Yeah. More of the gender thing. Yeah, I guess it's But they definitely put more like lines for the horse. There <laughs> the horse so moral, I will call it. Many horse lines. It was Yeah, too they were many. really reiterating like this horse needs to needs to believe in himself. I'm trying to think if there's one that's like a, like overlap between Corey and the horse. Yeah. But it's like, because the horse is too. like, you have to believe in yourself. Don't be afraid. You know, don't be afraid of greatness or something. And it's like, but Corey's is, Corey has so much confidence. 
Mm-hmm. Like, Corey has so much confidence, she just doesn't have the ability. Like, I don't know. Yeah, she just needs to be allowed to do it. I think this movie's moral genuinely has to do with having a gift. Like, I think this movie's moral is definitely, like, if you're gifted, you'll win. <laughs> can we have that as our moral? Yes. <laughs> okay. If you're Perfect. gifted, you can win anything. As that moral. Well, I mean, they do, they, as I say, they do a good job of showing that because she's gifted and she wins. I don't think they do a great do job I want of to rank showing it high, because though? it's no. like she has to go through a bunch of whatever. But I think like, yeah, it's like, I don't want to rank it very high because that's a terrible moral. But it has to get some points for, for pushing that moral. But it really did push that moral because it's like, oh, TJ's really gifted. He just has to use his headphones. Neat. But he'll win. Yeah. I guess if we want to make it so it's a little more positive, we could do it where it's like, you have to find what makes you special or something. Like everything, everyone has something, uh, a special gift inside of them. You just have to find, yeah. you just have to I find it for yourself way. or something. Yeah. That makes me feel better. Yeah. But uh, you can put. Oh, that's an excellent like, moral next to it. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's going to be right next to it. If you're gifted, you can win anything. Um. Yeah, cause that one, cause I was like, I don't want, I don't want to rank this moral, cause if they that that they, we would have to rank it very high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, everyone has something that makes them special inside them is, or whatever I said before, which is better is is a better moral. It's not great. It's like a middle of the road. What is the motocross one? Oh, gosh. Don't give up on your dreams no matter what anyone thinks. What did we give that? You gave it a 4. I gave it a 3.75. Neat. Um, I think this is a little bit worse. Yeah. Because I feel like What's-Her-Name-In-Motocross actually had to, like, prove herself a little bit. I don't feel like Corey had to do any proving. It was just like, well, I could talk to the horse. But um, Moody has to hurt himself before I can do anything. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm fine. Yeah. So I'm... Like, you wonder, if Moody didn't hurt himself, would she have been able to? Yeah. Probably not. No, so it was really dependent on that. It wasn't her actually doing anything. Um, I'm Invisible Sister. You never know what you can accomplish when you until you or when you open up a bit or don't close yourself off. And I know that's kind of different, but also I just feel that 3-5 makes sense. And if I have the same, I have a... It's a similar vibe of moral in, like, the 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 main girl, the younger sister of Invisible Sister has to, like, kind of prove herself in that way. But it's like she doesn't actually do anything. She just kind of exists. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's not that much lower than Motocrossed. Yeah. I'm thinking I want to do a 3.25. I have nothing that I'm comparing it to right now. That's just my gut, gut instinct. Gut, and, I, gut. and I'm and I'm scrolling. I'm trying to see. And I can't find any 3.25s. I'm trying. I think it's just going to be what it is. Do it up. Gosh, we have so many movies. So many Okay, here's movies. one. Zombies 3. Always welcome the unexpected. Not similar at all. <laughs> no, but that's fine. It's just a bad movie. But it's fine. Yeah, 3.25. I'm sticking with it. It's a gut instinct. Bad movie. Um, oh, test of time. It's bad, bad. And it looks bad. And it looks like it's from 1992. And it's bad. 
and it's shot bad, and it feels like I'm watching a Hallmark movie made in 1992. I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to compare it to, but I. It's bad. It's really bad. What was this movie that we watched recently that we gave like a one? Did we have a one recently? Oh, we did. I don't know if we. Yeah, we did. Miracle in Lane Two was a one point five, but that's not. Oh yeah, that's not that low because Miracle in Lane Two was um offensive. Stepsister from Planet Weird, I have it at two point seven five. It's higher than that. that It's lower than that. It's higher than that because that one had terrible effects, but it's not much higher than that. I'm even trying to remember that movie. I have such a bad memory. So bad. Is that the one with the hair dryers at the end? Yes. yes. Okay. Life is Rough, I have it at a 3.5. Um, and this feels pretty similar to that. Um, it doesn't have a talking dog in it, but it does look like crap. And it feels like it's from way earlier than it is. Rough. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to also put the test of time at a 3.25. Across the board, the Across same the thing. <laughs> Oh, this movie. Why did I close my phone? I have to I have to open it back up and look at where I want to put this movie in regards to its overall ranking. I know we didn't really talk about the test of time, but we did when we were talking about it. The songs are yeah. weird. It looks like it was shot forever ago, thirty years ago as opposed to twenty. It is it like it it's a tired story. It was tired even in two thousand. Like it just it was also really weird to watch this movie after watching Horse Sense, where you're learning all about wild horses and, like, the sanctity of horses. And then you watch this movie, and they're like, race them! Race these horses! Horses racing! Yay! Yeah, so it was really yeah. weird. It was a weird coincidence that we had these right next to each other. Yeah. These horse movies. There's definitely a toxicity to horse racing, so, um, not great. Yeah. I'm actually kind of glad that we did them back to back because then it really like shows. I'm so mad this movie wasn't called Horse Sense. I'm so mad that this is not the movie called Horse Sense. Yeah. Do you think that they were like kind of pitching? I know that they didn't come out in the same year, but if they were like pitching them They're around a the same year time, apart. I. They're like, my no, guess is that they this pitched this movie horse later sense. and they were like, "Dang, we should have called this one Horse Sense." <laughs> That's my hope. Oh, gosh, I don't even know where to jump off from uh, uh, all right life is rough i have at a d getting similar vibes um yeah it's less boring it's less weird. it's less boring than frenemies and dad naps so it's not i don't think it's a d minus no i think it's a d it's you lucky it's dog. It's the same as you lucky dog. <laughs> it's so similar. Uh, Isn't the, doesn't it the dog talk in you lucky dog too? Oh no, it's the I fact that Kirk Cameron gets like possessed by the dog. Yeah, yeah, I'm giving this a 22, a D, the same as I gave you lucky dog. Congratulations, you lucky yeah. dog. You did I it. Lucky... Back I to the top dog. of the game. <laughs> I have you lucky dog at a D plus. I think I'd honestly still watch that movie before this one, yeah, so I'm still gonna keep actually. this one at a D. No, actually, I don't think I would because this has Moody <laughs> in it, and Moody's incredible, and everyone in you lucky dog is terrible except for the ending with the gun that comes out of nowhere. Also, is that the only decom with a gun? 
It might be. <laughs> I just thought about that. <laughs> yeah. How many decoms have like, wow, guns? Kind of weird. No, wait. Horse set or um, jumping ship. The pirate was running with a gun. Oh, he did have a gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't really use it on anybody, but he uh, had one swinging in the air. Oh man. Uh, that was around the same. Yeah, this so that was two thousand. No, that was two thousand one or two or something. And this and. Uh, you lucky dog was nineteen ninety eight. So it yeah, took them the first five the years before they were like, mm, maybe maybe no guns. Maybe don't. Oh gosh, what I want to do? Okay, what is the D range? Can I please see the? Yeah, I'm definitely fine with putting these at the, the putting this as the same as you lucky dog because Moody. Without Moody, this movie would be a D minus. This movie would be so horribly boring. But yeah. Moody, Moody made me busted gut laughing which is the one thing that saved this movie which is how i feel about you lucky dog where that courtroom scene at the end was so bonkers that it saved the entire movie from being a d minus yep yep so yeah i'm the same same thing and then maybe in the in the overall wrap i'll move i'll move the numbers but for now same days yeah i definitely need to put this one above freaky friday so i'm gonna that was my feeling too this one i have that one at a 23 so i'll put this one at a 24 which is still in the d range i don't remember what my freaky friday is but i thought that i put it above. Uh, yours was yours is like a 16 i do not like that movie that movie made (laughs) me you were deeply upset because it should be good that so that movie so we never rate things based on potential, but that one is wasted potential because it's based on a musical, a stage musical that's pretty darn good, starred an original star from the stage musical, Heidi Blickenstaff, Queen, and it's a terrible adaptation. They yeah, soiled it. It's disappointing. Anyway, what are, what number are you giving this? Uh, 24. A 24. D. Hooray. Woo. More like, We're done with this movie. More like Deddy to Done. <laughs> so good. I cannot stand this movie, and I'm so upset because I deeply, desperately wanted it to be a, 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 a an F. Like I was, yeah. so, it was so close. And it was so I was close. It's the closest one we've had in a while, and I don't know if we're gonna have any for the rest of the season. Which is I'm so waiting sad. on the poof point. Uh, the poof point is the one where I'm like, it, it's gotta be with a name like the poof point. It's gotta be poof awful. Point. It's gotta be so bad. It's good. Like it's just gotta. And then the cover, the, the poster one, for this movie. I don't movie? think will be enough. What? The new movie, the prom one. I don't think that'll be no, enough. No, prom pact won't be Quince, enough. I don't think that's enough. No, Quince, movie. I think will be good. I'm like, yeah. I have high hopes. I, for I remember Quince. liking it. Yeah. It might not hold up well, but we'll see. No, probably not. But I, I have high hopes for Quince. Yeah, I, I, I. The poof point. I'm like, come on, B and F, please, please, please. Um, I've already talked about how Full Cart Miracle cannot uh, disgrace my people. The Jenny Project is uh, like a documentary about it. It's not even a documentary, but it's like a it's about a monkey, so like it won't it won't be enough. I don't know anything about Ring of Endless Light, which is our next movie. I have no idea what it's about. I don't so, know why in my head I want to be like it's a mermaid movie, but I'm I just think thinking of is, the Thirteenth Year. I think is that it? it's no. I think that that like I always get it mixed up with the Thirteenth Year. Okay, because it's like I think the cover is something like it's something underwater. underwater. Yeah, Ring of Endless Light. They wouldn't have two mermaid decoms, so I know it's not, but that's what it's my brain always goes like, to. Oh yeah, Ryan Merriman's in this one, and Misha Barton. Oh, apparently it's based on a Madeline Langle book. Huh. Dolphins. Yeah, it's about dolphins. Romance, coming of age. Oh boy. Yo, joy. Well, 
Oh, Jared Padalecki's in it. All right. Wait, James <gasps> oh. Whitmore's the grandpa? Okay, every comment on this slide's gonna be amazing. Okay, now I'm okay, Jared Padalecki. All right, Jared Padalecki. Okay, okay, Sam. Let's see if there's been any new ones added to the to the prospects. I'm gonna doubt it. Nope. Just the same four that have been on there forever, without any dates. <laughs> um. Someday. Yeah. So next movie is Ring of Endless Light. But we're gonna be taking. I didn't say this in the last episode, but uh. There's a, we're going to be gone for the last... We're back after a week that we were gone. <laughs> because I had to go back to Illinois for wedding planning and I don't have any time to go to Madison. Whoopsie. And I don't want to end it. So sad. But it's already on the... It's already on the release calendar that's on... That's built into the rankings. So um, if yes. you read that, you'll know. If you keep up with our dates that we update. Yeah, if you keep up with the rankings, like I tell you at the end of the podcast description, then... yeah. But, and and like I put on the social medias, you should be doing everything that that we tell yeah. you to. Yeah. Every single decommission Devoted that we listeners. give you, you have to do. It's law. <laughs> yeah, and, we totally do every single mission that we do as well. Hey, so, or that we that we talk about. I've done try. at least four of them. <laughs> There's been hundreds, and I've done four. <laughs> Actually, no, we started them kind of late. I don't remember when we started we did. them. I think it was before the end of the first season. Go back and listen. I'll never, I'm never gonna listen to these episodes. Of course not. That's a lie. I'll probably listen to them like years from now. I'll be like, wow, we were yeah. so fun when we were in our late twenties and early thirties. Wow, Ooh, to to be young again. Oh, to be young and virile. Um, your <laughs> decom mission for this week is to jam out to some of your favorite music. Oh my god. Something that makes you... put it you... on your skull and make it skull vibration. Yeah, listen to it. Like, get some over-the-ear headphones, but put them on your cheeks. Like, right on your jaw. Like, right where your, like, cheek hits your jaw. That's where you really can hear music the best. Also, this chair is the creakiest it's been. Yeah, put them on your cheeks and then, like, open your mouth and maybe you'll have, like, a speaker you sound like a gramophone sort. where it's, like, <laughs> sitting in the sunlight, hanging in the sunlight. This is for Sarah's fun, I said no one else's. And I don't know all the words to to that Tiny Tim song, so I just know it from Spongebob. I don't I don't have a a mission from this movie. This there's nothing you can do for this movie that's that's like I don't uh learn to lasso. Yeah, I was just gonna say, be like Moody and and do some lassoing. Yeah, learn uh, to lasso. It's... Uh, do something, even if your mom tells you you can't because you're a girl or because you're a boy. Do it anyway. Um, maybe do don't. Want. Maybe don't though. Also, because it might be something that you probably shouldn't do. Like, don't go run in traffic or something. Oh yeah, you shouldn't do that. Girls but if it's shouldn't do something that either. based on your gender, and you think it's stupid, then then I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if you want to paint your nails and your mom tells you you can't because you're a boy, then yeah. you should still do it. If it's something like that, not running into traffic, yeah, you know? Yeah, because girls can't run into traffic. That's the moral of this episode. It's like, girls can't run into traffic. Yeah. And we should be able to if we want to. We <laughs> <laughs> live life on the edge. Oh my gosh. Um, just do what you want. Whatever you want to do, just do it. <laughs> within reason. Within reason, within legal, like, uh, here, here's what like you safe. Can, 
Yeah. If you're if you're confused about if you you think you should be able should do it, you can reach out to us and we'll tell you. Yeah, reach out to us. Idea. We're the authority. Yeah. We'll be the the parental authority that tells you. We're the gender authority. <laughs> the authority. <laughs> this is going off the rails at the end. Hi, oh my, my name's Jethority. <laughs> I'm new. Jethority. <laughs> Jethority. <laughs> Jethority Dorothy. Hi, hi, my name's Jethority Daddy to Dunn. Oh, man. I wonder okay. if Jethority okay. is Moody's mom's name. His, her oh, name maybe. is Jethority and his name is Bathority. Because his name is B. Moody, according to IMDb. Oh, that's more than I got from the movie. Right? I just I just got Moody. Right? That's all I got, too. But I'm calling him Bathority Moody. And his dad's name is Mathority, and his sister's name is Lithority. Okay, yeah. anyway, next week we're watching Ring of Endless Light. We're hitting oh, the I final stretch, time. friends, in case you couldn't tell by the, just this authority conversation. <laughs> You're right. But, we're um, almost there. Yeah. We're, we're so close. So close. Hold it together. Keep it together, man. Uh, cool. Well, we'll see you in the next one.